Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Have you ever gotten yourself one of those low interest credit cards? Kind of has that teaser rate of next to nothing. And then all of a sudden, the rate starts to climb. Suddenly, the easy low payments you thought you had are no longer manageable. And suddenly, you are adding more and more to your total debt. Well, what is true for citizens is also true for governments. The United States government has had the ultimate teaser rate for a long time now. But it's about to experience its own $2 trillion increase. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, with a lot of conversations going on this week about the hike in the interest rate by the Federal Reserve, uh, a lot of people have been saying, uh-oh, what's that going to do to my credit card payment? What's that going to do to my variable rate mortgage? What that? What is that going to do uh, to my car payment and so on? Uh, not very many people have been asking, well, what's that going to do to this $30 trillion we have called national debt? Uh, to help us break all of that down, uh, we turn, as we often do, to Eric Bame uh, from Reason. And uh, Eric, let's let's start with how we got here uh, in terms of this continued uh, continued borrowing that has us at this point where we are now thirty trillion dollars plus in debt. Yeah, that's right, Boyd. Thanks for having me on. I think this is uh, an important topic and one that, as you said, there, I think is is not really paid a lot of attention to with the higher interest rates. Obviously, people are more concerned about their mortgage rates, their car loan rates, things like that. Uh, but the obligations that the federal government has are also subject to interest rates. The national debt is. And uh, unfortunately, it's it's actually kind of worse than most other interest rate increases, unlike, say, your mortgage, where you're locked in at, at 30 percent or where you're locked in rather for, for 30 years at whatever percentage you bought at or, or maybe 20 years or 15 years. Uh, the most of the national debt is uh, short-term borrowing. It, it mm-hmm. revolves pretty quickly. And so uh, higher interest rates, and, and we just saw another 0.75% increase uh, from the Fed this week, those higher interest rates will rebound more quickly into the national debt. And that means that a larger portion of the federal budget is going to be dedicated in coming years uh, just to making those those debt service payments, not to spending on anything that anybody benefits from, but just paying the bill on spending that we already had. Yeah, the interest payment alone is just going to get uh, get crazy. Before we we break that part down in terms of what that mm. means, uh, let's start with with how we got here. Uh, and I think you had Republican and Democratic administrations alike uh, who had bought into this idea of the teaser rate of hey, the the interest rate so low, it, yeah. it you just have to keep borrowing. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's it, obviously we've had a, a period of of historically very low interest rates, right? And that's not just government debt, but uh, you know all the other stuff we were talking about too. Uh, mortgage rates have been you know historically low for the past decade or so, and there's been this kind of uh, consensus uh, from both you know liberal and and conservative economists, honestly, that uh, the government could could and and should just borrow more money because it was so cheap to do it. You know, if you can borrow at two percent. Uh, as long as you can afford those interest payments, uh, then uh, you know you can afford to spend more money than than what you are collecting in tax revenue every year. And we've seen this. You know, I, I wrote a piece at Reason this week that goes through uh, a number of of the different arguments that were made. Uh, but people, including you know Larry Summers and Jason Furman, who are both top economic advisors to the Obama administration, 
Um, a guy, uh, Jared Bernstein, who's now on uh, President Joe Biden's White House Council of Economic Advisors, uh, he wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post in October of uh, 2020, arguing that these, you know, these new dynamics of debt meant that Demo- meant the Democrats, when they took uh, power uh, after the uh, 2020 election, could just borrow more money and spend more money, basically, without having to worry about the consequences of it. Um, and uh, we saw the same thing from the Trump administration, which, of course, borrowed a lot of money and ran up the deficit, uh, despite uh, despite sort of the, the idea being out there that conservatives are are better on these things. Um, and uh, the, the the general consensus view here was that like uh, low interest rates are here to stay, and that should change the way the government thinks about borrowing and spending. And uh, that argument, I think, is one that now really needs to get revisited because it's pretty obvious that, that low interest rates are not here to stay. Uh, interest rates are going up. We don't know how high they will eventually go, but they're certainly rising and they will continue to rise for the near future. Yeah, and that's uh, – I loved in your piece. Uh, you were the perfect equal opportunity offender. We always appreciate people who who can do that. And and it was both sides. They just kept racking it up. And uh, amazingly, they, they really did come to believe that uh, this was going to be the new normal forever uh, when uh, history just tells us that's just never going to be the case. But usually when you're borrowing – you think, oh, it's always going to be a low interest rate, so I'll be right. okay. I can handle it. Uh, and now we see even these small increases uh, and the impact that has. So, so give us the raw number uh, in terms yep. of, of what we're projecting with this latest increase. What does that mean, not in terms of paying down the debt, but just servicing the debt in terms of how much interest? Right. This doesn't take into account any future borrowing that we might do, but just the amount of debt that currently exists, that that 0.75 interest rate increase that the Fed approved this week, that will just add a new $2 trillion in future debt service payments over the next 10 years on the existing national debt. That's now $2 trillion additional dollars that the federal government will have to pay uh, over the course of 10 years out of its budget just on that existing pile of debt. And so that's that's money that is not going to any, as I said earlier, is not going to any purpose, right? It's not it's not helping uh, people who are needy. It's not uh, it's not providing any sort of benefit to anybody. It's just it's just an additional obligation that is created because of these higher interest rates. And that's a number that comes from the folks at the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget who have done the calculations on this. And uh, they're one of the few groups in Washington. And there, there are a few other people out there who are who have been, you know, fiscal hawks, have been deficit hawks over the past decade. And I think, uh, you know, that they were really marginalized in many ways in D.C. over the past uh, decade or so. And, uh, and and I think they were right, you know, to be warning throughout the, all the borrowing that went on under the Obama and Trump and early part of the Biden administrations um, about the, the fact that this bill was going to come due. Uh, and here it is now, or, or it is certainly, yeah. you know, beginning to come due. Yeah. And it's, uh, again, I know a lot of our listeners, I know we've all been there, you know, when you, you rack up some debt and then suddenly the interest rate starts going up. And before you know it, you're just struggling to make just that bare minimum payment, which is usually just the interest payment. Uh, and as you said, Eric, that $2 trillion is not going to roads or bridges, uh, tanks or cruisers or health care or anything else. Uh, that could be positive coming out of government. It's just going to the interest payment, and it's not even reducing the $30 trillion that the government already owes. Uh, and so give us some perspective, Eric, in terms of 
do we just keep going down this? I, I've listened to so many people who are now saying, well, yeah. maybe this is a, a bigger deal. Uh, we know some of the generals uh, have said this is actually one of the great uh, national security threats. Yeah. Uh, how do we get to that conversation? And then what's the path out of that? Yeah, that's a tough one. And that's one of those that, you know, even honestly, one of the people, and I quote him in the piece this week, Brian Riedel, who's a, yeah. a former Senate Republican staffer, and now he's over at the Manhattan Institute. And he's uh, one of these guys who has been kind of sounding the alarm for years about the, 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 the you know, the uh, the trajectory that the country has been on fiscally. And, uh, you know, he, and he's, he said to me several times, I've put this question to him, like, what, what do we do, Brian? Like, what's the step? And uh, and uh, he doesn't really have much of an answer either. Mm. Um, it's just that there, there's not a, in a there's not an attempt there's not a, there's not a serious conversation going on in Washington about uh, spending right now. Uh, we've talked about this on this show, Boyd, and that is that the you know the Biden administration has had this really misleading talking point about reducing the deficit just because yeah. the the size of the deficit relative to last year has fallen because a lot of the COVID emergency spending is no longer reflected in the official budget numbers. But of course, the Biden administration has added to the deficit, has added some four trillion dollars to the long-term deficit with the policies that have, they've enacted in the past, uh, not even two years. And so there's there's not even a, a serious attempt to be accurate and honest about the spending and the borrowing that we're doing, much less a serious conversation about what are the long-term consequences of all the spending and borrowing. Uh, so you know, I, yeah, I, I really don't know. I wish I had a more, I wish I had a more sort of optimistic view on this. Um, but I don't think it's going to be a thing that, that Washington takes seriously um, until, you know, maybe two years from now when suddenly the federal budget requires an additional, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars in debt service yeah. that, uh, you know, it's got to come from somewhere. That's right. Yeah. Whether that conversation comes soon or comes late, it always comes. And uh, usually at that point, the only options are, are pretty draconian kinds of things that often end up hurting the poor and the most vulnerable uh, the most. Uh, Eric Bain, reporter at Reason. Uh, great uh, research, great insight, great piece as always. Uh, Eric, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Bob Boyd. So there it is. Equal opportunity offense across the board. Spending has been out of control under the Obama administration, the Trump administration, and the Biden administration. Uh, we're $30 trillion in debt. And that interest rate, just the 0.75% interest rate that we experienced a few days ago is going to cost the government $2 trillion just in interest payments. This is a serious issue. We have to get this right, and we have to have an honest conversation. It's time to cut up the credit cards, folks. It's time to pay down the debt, make some hard choices. That's what the country was built on, making hard choices, not easy choices. Uh, and that's the test of real leadership. And that's what we all need to be looking for. While you're finishing lunch, Jeff Kaplan and the afternoon team are just getting started tracking down the biggest stories of the day. So when you drive home, you're getting the latest news, traffic, and weather. They believe this shooting was gang-related. The White House has offered to exchange Reiner and Wheeler. New accident popping up in Midvale. Jeff Kaplan, 3 till 7 on KSL News Radio.